Mikhailovich, there are also a lot of questions regarding another topic, the topic of aliens, including questions from subscribers of the Spanish blogger. We had an interview with him, Nacho Rogha, and the audience of his YouTube channel, Verdad Oculta, The Hidden Truth. And I, let's say, made a kind of promise to ask and voice some of these questions during our program. May I voice these questions in our today's program? Well, maybe not all of them, because there are many. Well, if you made a promise to our friends, then you can't back down. Well, let's try. Great, thank you. So, in one of the programs you said that the Anunnaki come from the planet Nibiru, or Nubiru, which means… I'll say it again, everywhere is written as Nibiru, and many pronounce Nibiru. There was no such expression or such a phrase as Nibi. It was Nubi, from that side. Nubira. Yes, and Ra was precisely the concept of the sun, well, one God and the sun. And, at that time, you said that it is precisely translated as from behind the sun, right? But you also said that it is not the real name of the planet. And the question is the following, what is the real name of this planet? Shall we tell them? Well, tell them, come on, it is not a secret. Vamfim. I hope you're satisfied. Is it a native planet of the Anunnaki? No, it is the closest planet where the Anunnaki live. It is the closest to planet Earth in general. Let's say, in addition to Vamfin, the Anunnaki have thousands of planets where the human race, we call it this way, of the Anunnaki lives. Well, again, many call them reptilians, not reptilians, well... It is more correct to call everyone who has a soul and personality humans, after all. Whereas the soulless ones is a different matter. Well, again, just like they protect planet Earth, they protect millions of planets. While, in fact, this race has been existing billions of years already, they forgot and lost where their own planet was, the one they come from. It has been gone a long time ago. For example, like, we Earthlings come from planet Earth. Although this information is not correct, to be honest. There is a lot of evidence of this and the like. No, it is not that aliens created us, because some will begin to say that aliens created us or something else. No. People moved to Earth from another nearby planet. Well, in theory, humanity should already be very highly developed too and being let's say, the universal community, there should already be representatives of Earthlings on Meru, as of the highly developed race, while we, excuse me, to the present day, remain so, let's say, wild. But aren't we actually wild? Since we still have wars, if we really obey Satan still, then what else can we be called, if we, to present day, exist in a consumer format, in relation to one another, we do not have a creative society? Well, it's already a topic for another day. Sorry.
Thank you. The next question. Are the Anunnaki the same that very deities described in ancient Sumer, Anu, Enki, Enlil, Ninu? Of course not. Again, what you have just named, the Sumerians described the actual gods who existed 12,000 years ago. Well, more correctly, they were destroyed 12,000 years ago, they had existed a little before that time. Well, for a fairly long period of time. And all of them were Els children. Well, you also mentioned El, whereas those ones were his children, whom he appointed gods and gave them peoples. And we, humanity, are precisely the result of genetic modifications, let's say, by those gods. But what does this have to do with the Anunnaki? Those ones were people, the most ordinary people, and for fun, because they were bored of living for a long time. They precisely created nations, they divided people and created nations. Some were created white, others were black. Third ones were yellow, they appointed peoples for themselves and were their gods. And for many, they still remain gods until today. This is true. Well, for those who are interested, there is a video, Atlantis, the elite in search of immortality. We talked about it there, so they can watch. And it is entirely supported by historical evidence for those who will watch it carefully and will try to find, even today there is a lot of information, despite the fact that the Ninth Circle, who are exactly their followers actually, have been destroying it all in every possible way. Well, you can't destroy everything. Truth cannot disappear. The next question. Will there be contact with aliens? What does it mean, will be? Well, they write this way. Will there be contact with aliens? But it has never interrupted. Has never interrupted. It's like, you know, will I be able to talk to you sometime? Right. And what are we doing with you now? Or haven't we been talking or what? Or were there times when there was no such contact with aliens? Guys, well, if they mean officially, sort of, that the delegation will fly in, they will start, will sit down, will start having tea, talking, and the government will announce to us that, look, friends have arrived from some constellation, from some galaxies, they have come to exchange with us, we give them monkeys, they give us a little dinosaurs. Well, some kind of cultural exchange. Perhaps they mean a direct contact with them. Well, yes, maybe, well, maybe people didn't put it right. When asking this question, they had in mind whether they would ever be able to contact them. Every consciousness worries about itself. I'm sorry, my friends, we haven't fully understood the question. So, is it true that they can read the thoughts of others? Of course they can. If it concerns the Anunnaki, yes, this is not a problem. Is it true that they can communicate telepathically? Among themselves, yes, and with those who are also capable of this. But people will not hear them. Is it true that they can manipulate me to make me see a person differently? To manipulate this person? To make... See the other person differently? What for? We've just discussed hypnosis. You can manipulate anyone. Yes. I'm sorry, even a dog or a kitten. And what for? What is the point? What is his value of this person? To be manipulated this way, yes. Why? I'm sorry, should the representatives of the higher race spend time on this person? What is his value? 
It's the same as you know. The aliens have abducted a farmer. They've arrived from God knows where. To abduct a farmer. To convey a message to him for all humanity. Well, guys, isn't it insane? We've already said that there is more than 2% of schizophrenia. Well, quite right, yes. Well, it's somehow… Megalomania, yes. The system jokes to the utmost. Yes, next question. Rumors are in the air that the Queen of England is a reptilian, and many people in government too, and they control? No, the representatives of the Ninth Circle, let's put it so, aliens do not participate in this representation of the Ninth Circle. So, I'm sorry, but those who you are asking about are ordinary people. Do reptilians have relationships with the Illuminati? Again, it is exactly the same answer. Yes. Currently, the average life expectancy is 80 years. Do you think it is possible to increase life expectancy in the future? The prolongation of life beyond the species limit, let's say, within reasonable bounds, is surely possible. We have just mentioned that very ill and the like, after all. Again, with the help of medications, they prolong their lives and even far beyond a thousand years. So there is nothing complicated about this. If today science is literally close, well, and some medications have already been developed and are being tested and give tremendous result in prolonging life. The question is different. What's the point? In our consumer format, in our life, where man is man's wolf and not a friend, what will we prolong it for? Existence. What is the point? I understand, I'm sorry, but I'm just saying, I understand when people live in a creative and constructive society, where there is no violence, there is no evil, where there is equality, there is humanity, where there is the development of science, but not the invention of a new type of weapon or enslavement of each other, where there is a way into boundless space. After all, there are basically billions of planets unexplored by people, similar to our planet, where life can exist, I understand when humanity settles on other planets, where development takes place, then this is interesting. Well, isn't that so? Yes. Then it makes sense to prolong life for a human. It makes sense to use these technologies for something. But why use these technologies so that we exist as animals even longer, and so that we create new gods for ourselves who will live here forever and rule us? Well. It doesn't make sense, yes. Well, the answer is yes. The answer is it's possible. Is that true that reptilians existed before humans? They're billions of years old. For example, again, as I've already said, the Anunnaki race has actively existed for about three billion years. That is, it means as a highly developed, mind you, a highly developed race. This is, in a sense, in the global sense, not in the earthly one, as a highly developed race. To date, there is no race higher than Anunnaki. Did reptilians use humans as slaves? And do they still use? Do they eat human flesh? Yes, they use. In the previous program, we exactly said that those who are called the Apexians, 
24,000 years ago, literally, kept humanity in slavery and humanity was working for them. There is plenty of evidence, the queries that were developed, the mines and everything else. And indeed, humanity was like biological food for them. Well, that's true. But today, of course not. Thanks to the Anunnaki, humanity was freed from their slavery. Thanks to the fact that people turned to the Anunnaki who made, thank God, a decision, they intervened and those ones left. Well, again, they intervened only in order to protect humanity from external influences, so that no one enslaves us from the outside. But according to all the laws, according to the laws of Meru, they do not have the right to interfere in our lives. They do not have the right to decide who will rule us here, how we will build our lives. We must develop evolutionally. It depends solely on us, what choice we will make, whether we will live or not. They do not have the right to interfere, to change our climatic conditions. They do not have the right to interfere and forbid a nuclear war to us. They do not have such a right, because it is the choice of humankind. Yet Yes, it wasn't a slip of the tongue. And climate changes are also a consequence of our actions. And this cyclicity repeats itself. And it is also worth thinking why it repeats itself. Because we are not changing while we must. Well, now I already see the questions that you have answered. Is humanity the result of the Anunnaki's experiment? Regarding this, you have told exactly about El, who was appointing races. Are there reptilians in all parts of the planet? And if they are there, are they all connected and united by one purpose? And what is this purpose? Well, again, why do they call the Anunnaki reptilians? Well, you know, the presence of some genetic abnormalities, right? Or some advantages, or vice versa, flaws, is not a reason to call them reptilians. And again, many are bothered with Jana's blinking. Excuse me, nine out of ten cameras do not record or see it. And people are sitting and they don't see it. Is this a reptilian? It's a most ordinary human being. Does any of us can be called after all, we are Darwinists, we are materialists. Are we not reptilians? Take a look at how an embryo develops. Don't we go through the reptilian stage? A reptilian brain. So, which one of us is a reptilian? Let's better call them the Anunnaki. Because for me, the reptilians are precisely those who are called the Apexians. The Apexians. And in this case, yes, it's a reptiloid form. It is soulless. Well, with high intelligence, they have a unified primary consciousness. It is huge and powerfully developed much more than ours of earthlings, unfortunately, by many times. That one is a reptilian, because it only devours, it has nothing humane. Whereas a higher soul-filled race that has achieved tremendous results, and we call them reptilians, it's us who are actually reptilians in comparison to them. Sorry, but this is true. The next question is, and what is the name of the god of the reptilians, meaning of the Anunnaki? I would like to know who is your god or who is our god? God, both theirs and ours and everyone's is one. All over the world, throughout the world community, God is called Ra. But on such planets as ours, and in such communities as ours, there are also a lot of them, unfortunately, a lot of them. 
They give various epithets to God. Then again, the most ordinary people, children of El, of this world dictator, were also called gods, they were also considered gods, and they were also given these names, and they were worshipped and the like. Well, and God, He is one, and always, from time immemorial, and here on this planet, He was also called Ra. Is it possible to become a reptilian and possess all their skills and qualities? I wonder what they meant. Maybe… Well, if they meant to develop to the level of the Anunnaki, it would be desirable for our humanity to reach their level of development. That would be wonderful. And it is not difficult. Every person feels and understands what the world should be like, what he should be like. One just needs to be like this and to merely correspond to this, and there will be everything. Igor Mikhailovich, the next question is, can we learn prescience, meaning predictions of the future? You can. This is, by and large, not very difficult. The only question is, what do you need it for? Knowing the future, is not always good. And anyway, if you are destined to live to the time you want to know about, you will know it anyway over time. While if you are not destined to live to the time you want to know about, then what difference does it make to you? What happens next? They ask another interesting question. What do the Bulgarian soothsayer Vanga and the cartoon series The Simpsons have in common? Vanga and The Simpsons, well, I think, is the accuracy of their predictions. Both Vanga and The Simpsons were giving accurate predictions and with descriptions at that. Well, it is such a question, you know, let's say, Open the internet, it is mentioned almost everywhere, therefore, guys, well, although there is one point, in this case, and I think those who asked this question did not even suspect that they have one more thing in common. Where did they get this information from? After all, behind the information what Vanga received and those who make The Simpsons, I hope you noticed this, since you are asking this question, that the picture they draw completely coincides with reality. So it's the Vamphimians who are behind the information in both cases. These people are simply in contact with them and for them it is not a problem to get a picture from the future. And this is true. Igor Mikhailovich, there is also such a question. Why does Igor Mikhailovich ask Jana, how many of you are here? And why does Jana answer the following, more than you wish, but much fewer than you hope? Why did I ask this question? Because I was asked to ask her this question. Again, guys, my friend just like you, they asked me. One time, then another and another one, and I could not refuse. Just like Tatiana now, so I had to ask this question. And what is the second part there? Why does Jana answer the following? More than you wish, but much fewer than you hope? Simply because she knows our human essence. That's why she answers this way. That we would like none of them to be here, that we would like to be alone. But on the other hand, we, being very well aware of what our civilization 
is headed for. We would hope that there are a lot of them, that they would help us, do everything instead of us, solve our issues, and that's why she answered that way. I guess so. Or isn't it so? She agrees that it is so. There's also the next question. Can you please ask them, if they were to give advice to humanity, what advice would that be? What advice to give to humanity? Well, you know, all jokes aside, what's the point of this advice? You have nowhere to escape anyway. Therefore, it's better to work on yourselves here, among yourselves. What awaits the human race in the future? Everything depends on people. And this is exactly related to the previous question. Everything depends on people. On your choice, friends. How humane you will be and how actively you will defend the position of humanness. That's what will be. What level of spirituality can be attained during this life? In fact, a person, during his lifetime, during this very life, can become a Buddha. And Gautama proved this. He serves as an example for you. And he had several followers, who also became Buddhas. Therefore, a person can go beyond 72 dimensions and become a Buddha. This means that he can come to the angelic world with a high rank. Let's say, that is why this world is wonderful. Actually, if we touch on this issue, then, yes, it's hard. For a person here, I understand, there are a lot of temptations, secondary consciousness is strong, the system and everything. Well, there are a lot of problems, a lot of substitutions. Substitutions in religion divert one far from the truth. There are a lot of worries, a lot of everything. But what can be more beautiful than a thorny path leading to the stars? After all, having overcome this and abandoned this illusion, a person can become worthy among equals. Isn't it worth it? A simple question. Did civilizations on other planets with the same kind of life died out due to the same mistakes that we are making on Earth now? Well, not always, but to a greater extent, yes. Are climatic changes connected with the increase of people on the planet? Well, climatic changes in this case have cyclicity, so the number of people does affect it, but at the same time it does not. Yes and no, let's put it this way. It affects indirectly, but not directly. Do you know what affects the most? Not an increase in the number of people, but along with our increase in number, there is a decrease in humanness in us. That does affect. That's what the actual anthropogenic factor is, right? Absolutely right. Will the Anunnaki share their advanced technologies with us? Well, my friend, just imagine, to give some advanced technologies to our humanity with our consumer system, with our attitude to each other. Well, what will we do with them? Will we be deciding how to treat incurable diseases? 
Will we use these technologies to give free electricity to every house? Well, what will we do with them? Or will we use it to create an even larger bludgeon than nuclear weapons so as to hit one another on the head? You yourself give an honest answer, and you will also understand my answer, which I will not voice. You yourself will figure it out. Why do the Anunnaki, if they want the best for humanity, allow the Illuminati elite to manipulate us? Wait, well, I have actually answered this question. Well, guys, what do the Anunnaki have to do with our elite and the fact that we allow them to manipulate us? Why should they forbid us anything? They generally have no right to interfere in our lives in any way. Their function is external protection, not more. But our world is our world, and we must make appropriate choices. After all, it is us who endow someone with power. Isn't that so? After all, power does not fall on them from the sky, and God does not appoint anyone from the Illuminati or anyone else to be king, prince or president. All this is the result of our choice, of our actions, let's say so. We act in this direction, we get what we get. Then why be indignant? If we have chosen this, we like it. Let's rejoice and live in such joy. And if we don't like it, we can change something. We have the right to decide. And no one has the right to dictate to us from the outside. Neither the Anunnaki nor anyone else. It is our, excuse me, evolutionary path of development. The development of our entire civilization as a whole, and each person as an individual. Why each person as an individual? Because the whole civilization consists of people as individuals. And if you, my friend, are sitting and listening, keep talking, keep telling us your interesting stories and the like, and then you go and continue serving the Illuminati, then in that case do not ask such questions. And if you do not want to serve them, act in a different way. After all, the consumer format of the development of the modern community can be easily put on the rails of the creative and constructive one, and to live in peace, in equality and in love, to be worthy of the entire world. Then there will be technologies, there will be everything. Why not? If we become worthy of this. Do they know anything about the fourth and fifth dimensions? Who? The Anunnaki. Guys, these are naive questions. It's a childish question, you see. When a person develops spiritually, the first stages of his knowledge precisely go through the fourth, the fifth and the sixth dimensions. When a person reaches the seventh dimension, he gets spiritually liberated already. Well, it has been known from the dawn of time. Therefore, at the level of spiritual development, the person involuntarily goes through at least six stages, and in the seventh dimension he already receives freedom and eternal life. And our entire material world, the entire, I emphasize, material world, consists of so-called 72 such dimensions. And a person in his life, during his lifetime, just like the previous question was, can he achieve anything? Yes, he can become absolutely free spiritually and pass through all the 72 dimensions, that is, become a Buddha. Well, I would, in human understanding, Buddha means something, right? Well, I would say compared to earthly values, he's a doctor of sciences. That's who Buddha is, a doctor of spiritual sciences, right? Only in the literal sense, not on paper, but in real life. Why? Because he put a lot of effort, time and attention into his spiritual development 
And additionally, he worked to ensure that people around would become spiritual, that is, he served the spiritual world honestly, sincerely and maturely, without playing around, but truly and for real. And this kind of path leads to such enlightenment as Gautamas and other people. So everything is possible. And the last question. We understand that the Alatra movement is focused on the spiritual contribution into people. And the question is the following. What motivates them to do this? That's what motivates them to do this, guys. That's what motivates us all. We've gathered here together in our spare time, and we are trying to talk to you. We don't need fame. We don't need your money. We don't need anything from you at all. But we need a different world. We need a world in which we would like to live from which we will not want to leave, even to the spiritual world, because it should be equal in love, in joy, in that sincere inner happiness, so that to communicate with each other here will be the same as to communicate with an angel there, and so that there will be no difference between those worlds, the world eternal, and this world, even though it is material, even though temporary residing here, but angels. And let us together strive towards this, my friends, to make this world similar to the spiritual world, and not the one it is now, and everything depends on us. So let's love each other. Thank you.